Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Welcome back, friends, to episode 28 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for joining us. This is a safe place, a fun place, a place where you are amongst brethren. But not those weird brethren with the funny hats and handshakes. But welcome and thanks for listening to any of our brethren listeners. We are a brethren of animal enthusiasts, people mad about pets and mad for pets and mad for information. We're too much talking about pets is barely enough. At the pulpit, preaching the word on the, of the animal pod, I am Dr. Robbie Anderton, but I am joined by the grand poobah, the grand master of flash, and the master animal pod blaster. He's coming in off the long run and ready to bring you the truth. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. I love the love the pulpit speech today. That's great. Hey. We were down last week, so I wanted to bring it back oh, up. Bring it back up. I wanted to bring it back up again. It's very, uh, very uh, the priest at uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding, I reckon, mate. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that guy just went off script? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't watching because that was the, the night before my um, half marathon. So I was I was trying to get some sleep, but uh, I heard all about it. not to be following the rules closely, mate. I know. I just caught up with it in the glossy mags the next <laughs> week, mate. It was, it, it was fine. Now, Christina made me watch it on um, on YouTube anyway. So, oh, so on she replay. Well, well, watch this guy. Like, tell you what, though. You know, like it... If you ever get a chance to have that many cameras of, in the world on you, you know, no one's no one's going to pull you off stage. Yeah. No one's going just just let it all yeah. go. Yeah. Just let it all go. Yeah. You we, know, we'd why talk not? it up, wouldn't we? If that was our turn, oh, t- would we? What? what would we talk about? Jesus, be good. Oh, mate, you know yeah. the, the, the way that some of our conversations end up going when we start letting ourselves sort of get carried <laughs> away. Crikey, we could we you know we, we could have those guys in the funny beef eater hats come and you know just just you know hunt us off stage. Hook us off for the, the stage. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, the, no, I was more I was more sort of picturing when I was doing that. So more. Um, do you remember the movie Coming to America? It was from the 80s, so you may have seen yes, it. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. One particular scene sticks in my head, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I think. I don't think you talk. Well, you know, Samuel L. Jackson was the was the um the guy going into um to rob the McDowells. Yes, remember yeah, remember that it was yes. Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So the when they've got the um the the priest going it helped Gilligan get off the island. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a great movie. Now I think the scene I'm thinking of is 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 he's having a wash. I think that's the one. Yeah. That's the one that I thought that you were alluding yeah. to. Yes, Funny yeah. about that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That that's the one that stuck in your head as yeah, a thirteen-year-old yeah. boy. Yeah, yes, yes, it would have yeah, been. Spot on. Yeah, funny <laughs> about that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's been happening this week, mate? Oh, mate. So, um, as a as a vet, how easy is it for you to try and switch off when you're like walking down the street? You know, if you see a dog that's skipping on its leg, do you go, "The dog's got a luxating patella"? Or if you see a cat that's you know old and old and skinny and crotchety, you go, "Oh, it's going to have you know diabetes, hypothyroidism, or, kid, or kidney failure." Oh, yeah, you know? always on, mate. Always, always on. on. You can't switch off. No, nah, no. Nah, yep. It was. It was uh, I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder, but the other day, dropping the kids at school. Yep. Dog fight in the park. Oh, you know, no. like it was good. You know. Oh, you know, 500 metres away, so yep. I wasn't going to storm over there and, and go, hey, guys, settle it down. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, just peace out. I'm a vet. It's all right. Everything's good. I'm, 
Oh, I do a bit of behaviour. I do a bit of behaviour, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so sort of, but I did just stand to the side of my car and just watch, make sure no one was badly injured. Yes, yeah. Separated, owners separated, settled down. You know, there was uh, no, no cuts, no grazers, you know, yeah. all sort of sort of good. So I just sort of waited and lurked, lurked in the background, a little bit of a dodgy man in the park just watching. Yeah. <laughs> just can't just watch it. I just like to watch the dogs yeah, in the just, park. Just in the play. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so yeah, no, always on. Always on, mate. How about so, you? So the other day, yeah, always on too. I find it very hard to switch off. So the other day I was walking, um, I was taking Ruben to kinder actually and I saw somebody walking their boxer um, uh, over the other side of the road and I saw that it had it's tummy all clipped up for um for an ultrasound right. and i go and i said to him dogs had an ultrasound he couldn't <laughs> care less you know but it's, it's just funny how you know you when you you just you just can't switch off you know, yeah your, your brain automatically sees it and you just go oh yeah that's yeah you know, yeah this is what's going on oh, it's walking down the street it's got a bandage on its foot and an e-collar on you like look at the bandage you go oh that's gonna come off that one it's slipping and need, so, to, yeah, need yeah. to go back to the vet yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, or you see the, um, you know, the uh, you might see the dog that's got a um, like a patch shaved up on its bum, like it's got a, um, uh, it's had a, an epidural. Yeah, you know? right. And you go, oh, shit, the dog's had an epidural, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But I just saw this dog walk around. And I go, yeah, I wonder whether or not, you know, because I mean, certainly from a behaviour thing, it's got to be a lot harder because you know you, you'd see stuff happening all the time, and you just got to zip yeah, your lip a bit, well, don't you? Well, yeah. It's, it's often we'll be at parties and stuff, and and as soon as I mention, you know, I'm into behaviour or something, it's always something comes out and yes and Deb always says to me oh you're so good you just go mum because often they'll go on about maybe you know dominance or yeah okay something that's just totally parallel uh, not parallel uh, polar opposite yes to my sort of philosophy on 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 behavior and stuff yeah and they'll go you just need to do this you just need to do that and Deb says you're just so good at not saying anything and yeah you know, now I just go in and rather than you know hoping I won't get any questions I just say oh, I'm a used car salesman you know that that, <laughs> just, that shuts everyone up <laughs> and welcome to to our used car salesman, salesman listeners. Listeners, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe yes. you're selling some cars today. Maybe you've had a good day and you want to support us on Patreon. Go for it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And that's a great segue into Patreon. <laughs> so if you've um so uh, if you haven't, go and check us out at Patreon, uh, patreon.com and search for two vets talk pets. Uh, have we had any new supporters in the last hour or so, mate? Uh not yet. No, I haven't no. checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's lots of options there. So if you'd like to uh, uh, sign up for uh, you know for one of the amounts there, we've got some uh, some great swag now that we yeah. can send you. We've got yeah, the uh, t-shirt. T-shirts and, and and we got a mug and we've got we've Sticker. got stickers. So yeah. you maybe know. we should set up a merchandise site. Merch, merch. We'll yeah. do some leads. We'll do some uh, some dog coats. Dog bowls. Yeah, dog bowls. This yeah, is great. Maybe we could do like um, you know, because we've got now we've got the caricatures. Maybe we could get like you know like the um McDonald's cookies, but like little cookies made up of our faces. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Two vets talk pets dog yeah, cookies. Or two vets talk pets Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> dogopoly, catopoly, dogopoly, yeah, 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 and have our own board and peel things off. That'd be oh, great, be great. You know? yeah, yeah. Or we could do maybe some muzzles. Let's do some, yeah, you, you, with you. our heads on it. Yeah. <laughs> our heads inside. So you yeah. Gotta try. yeah, the last thing they see for the muzzle gun is our faces. Or um, mm. or, or, or maybe two vets talk pets um poo bags. You know, yeah. so, so how's it? Because, you know, that's the thing. If, if you're going to merchandise, it's got to be something that people are seeing and using all the time. Yeah. So maybe if we got some Two Vets Talk Pets poo bags, every time the dog does a poo on the walk, yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I, I can listen to them. I podcast. could have a listen to them right now. I can while, to them right now. While, while I'm holding this warm, poo. steaming pile <laughs> against their faces. No, that's great, Robbie. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
gone downhill badly. Which, which segues into one of the stories that I found yeah, this week. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so uh, when I was searching through the searching through the news. Where are we? Well, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, we want to say th- big thank you to Zilkey, oh, yes. sponsors of the podcast. Let's, let's cover that before I talk <laughs> yeah. about the top boost. Yes, let's get all, <laughs> all the good stuff out of the way. We'll get on to Robbie's story. So, uh, yeah, obviously, big thanks to Zilkey, the uh, the anxiety lowering medication um, that, that uh, we're a big fan of. Um, and also, our second sponsor, Prime 100. Yes. The, um, we might do a little bit of a segment later on just talking about their foods a bit more and how they tie into skin allergies and food allergies um, but big thank you to prime for coming on board as well and supporting the podcast absolutely prime dog foods um, they've got some dry foods they've got some single protein diet treats now as well yes so check them out uh, they're online or, or at your vet clinic or um, at a, a pet shop absolutely all righty now you, you got your, your I poo found story, my story mate, right, mate. I right. found my story. here we go so here we go um, this is on uh, ABC News. Um, so Adelaide resident installs security camera to stop dogs pooing on pavement. Whoa. Right. Yay. Right. So um, so here's a picture of the guy here, Steve Tamblin. He, I'll use his name because it's here on the internet anyway. Um, Shout so, out to Steve. So he's got, here he is. Up on he's the got, got a photo there pointing down to a, a dog poo that's on the nature strip. Right. But also a little uh, a little uh, picture that's on a stake. Now we'll get to that in just a sec. Self-appointed pet detective, um, who is tired of dog walkers leaving their animals droppings outside his house, has taken steps to catch them in the act. Steve Tamblin um, of Adelaide has recently installed a security camera on his property facing towards the street. It did not take him long to snare evidence, capturing footage of a golden retriever squatting on the grassy strip (laughs) next to his driveway. The video shows the pooch's owner waiting before walking off. Right. I thought yeah. you were going to say he caught the poo jogger. Well, well, well it's the, oh. the, the pooey dog walker. You know, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. bad enough. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, the video shows the dog's poo. Yeah, okay. So Mr. Tamlin took a screenshot of the incident, which he has now laminated and staked into the ground <laughs> above the pile of poo in an attempt to flush out the offender. So here he flush is. Flush out, I like flush it. Flush it out. Flush, good stuff, mate. Yeah. Um, I've recently installed security cameras and came out Monday morning to a rather large steaming Stanley. Now, have you ever thought of calling a poo a steaming Stanley? Stan- I've heard of a Stanley knife. I've heard of a Stanley knife. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Stanley Cup if you're a uh, an ice hockey fan? Yes, yes. But I've never heard of a dog poo being called, called a steaming a Stanley. Stanley. No. Sounds like uh, Nick Cummins on The Bachelor, mate, with his little... <laughs> oh, with, his, with yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 what do they call him? The honey badger. Yeah, the honey badger. That's maybe, maybe that's what a honey badger does. Yeah, it's yeah. a steaming, steaming Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> I think that entire show is a steaming Stanley. <laughs> To be honest, Come but anyway, on, you're um, on it. You're in Bachelor in Paradise now. Oh, am I? Yes. I'm back on. Yes, I must must cut up some uh, little parts of you on there. Oh, crikey. Put it there on the we socials. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that keeps me up to date with what's going on with the Bachelor anyway. <laughs> so that's good. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, he thought, right, that's enough. I'm going to take action here. So here it is. So here's the video. Right of um of oh, the yeah. dog, the dog walking, walking along. Oh, there he is. There's Stanley coming out now. Yeah, yeah. Stanley, the, the dog's the name. The... And the owner's even got poo bags on her oh, lead. Oh yeah. Look at that. 
Yes. And then the dog says, I'm off. And the owner says, right, well, so am I. But he's, he hasn't placed the camera correctly. He hasn't got the owner's head. He's got the dog. Well, I, I think that's, going to a, identify? that's actually been blacked out, oh, I reckon. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So, so I, think, I think it might have been that he might have come up with some legal uh, you know, <laughs> issues there. <laughs> videoing advice. someone uh, uh, and uh, not giving permission. Yeah. Maybe, well, you know? it's a public place. Is that allowed? I'm not oh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Mm, anyway. Um, yep. So uh, posted the footage uh, of the episode on Facebook, whereas has generated a storm of responses. I took a screenshot and put a picture right by the number left there. So I thought if she walks past and sees, there's a good chance she'll clean it up. While that has not happened yet, he is at least <laughs> hoping to send a warning to others. So so here he is. There's the picture of the, uh, the, the laminated picture of the dog pooing right in front of the poo itself. You know what would be awesome, though? What's if that? she came back and did clean up the poo, yeah. and he got a screenshot... Of the lady picking up the poo next to the photo of the dog putting a poo. Yes. And then he put it on a T-shirt. Right. So he'd have a T-shirt of the dog pooing and the lady picking up the poo. Kind of like Macaulay Culkin and, uh, and uh, oh, who's that other guy? Uh, oh, who's the guy who was in The Notebook? Uh, you've seen that, mate. Come on, that's a yeah, 90s that's movie. Just, uh, not, not really. Notebook, Kevin? No, no, not, no, not your thing? No. Good no, tearjerker. The, no- uh, the, note, the Notebook. He's, he was in... Uh, it was in not Cinderella. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, make yeah. for a great T-shirt. We'll sell those on the on the on the merchandise that, website. That, that, that was some Inception level stuff there of where you were talking about uh, you know uh, things happening on T-shirts of things inside yeah. of uh, it, in, you know. And we could we could sell sell uh, sell some T-shirts of that. Put that on our merchandise site, mate. You reckon? Let's see. Ro- so uh, I want to say Ryan Reynolds. That's not Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. No, I don't think it is Ryan. The baby goose. No, no. Anyway, um, that's all right. Let's James Garner. No, that no, reminds. He's an old dude. Speaking of celebrities though yes are you done with his story yeah done yeah done. so your celebrities i had a similar sort of occurrence i had a celebrity come into a well-known ex-footballer right who will remain nameless and you will learn after the story as to why right he was traveling up to do a gig somewhere in the country he said you know, right he's telling me this story in, in the like consult. a sportsman's night yeah, sort of thing must have been yeah yep. a cashy as they yeah, call yeah. it cashy cashy nice. yeah and he you know he's traveling up there and he's driving on the road and and he's you know, in the middle of the bush, middle of nowhere, and he's sort of like, oh, hang on, he's got a bit of an urge. He's like, oh, gosh, what am I going to do? I, you know, I've been a bit unwell. I had a bit of a, maybe a dodgy something, curry, kebab, yep. you know, who yes. knows what. Shout out to all the, the uh, curry makers out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so he's driving along, and he's, he's obviously had a bit of an urge. He's busting to go. So he's like, what am I going to do? There's no toilets anywhere here. He's like, all right, I'm just going to pull off the side of the road. Yep. And, uh, and, and he's, so he's gone into the bushes. And I probably should have left an edipoid in because I don't know how far this is going to go. So we went into the bushes and, um, and uh, you know, he's gone in the bushes, gone and sort of behind a tree and, you know, he's, he's, he's well, in, in your vernacular, he's, he's done a Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's, that's the age. Oh, yeah, right. That, 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 oh, oh, that's what, what the, the ABC. Yeah. The ABCs, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what, what the ABC would call. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's, done a, he's done a Stanley sort of next to the tree and... Uh, and uh, as he was just sort of finishing up, as we you know, might say, you know, yep. you know, getting himself sorted out, uh, out of nowhere, this big Labrador's come over. Right. This Labrador sort of come along. He's like, whoa, whoa, hang on. This is sort of weird. Middle of the bush, nowhere, you know. And so he's, you know, he sort of pulled up his pants and he's sort of standing there. And the Labrador's come over. Oh, g'day, buddy. And he's had a bit of a pat with it. And next thing, the owner of the Labrador's come along. Right. And, uh, and she, she sort oh, of no. come, come along. Yeah, no, no, don't spoil it. And then she's come along and, and she sort of recognised him, you know. He's got, oh, 
You know, AFL yeah, footballer. I know who yep. you are. Yeah, yes. I know you. Oh, having a Fancy bit of a chat. Fancy seeing you. Yeah, in the what are you, in the what are you, of what are you doing here? You know, sort of thing. Having a chat. You know, being nice. Having a chat. Anyway, and sort of they finished having their chat, and then as they finished having their chat, the lady sort of looked down and she's seen this pile of Stanley. Oh no! And she's gone. Oh, she. I. She's pulled out a poo bag, oh, and she's no. picked up the, oh, the poo, thinking it was a Labrador that has, has oh, left no. it behind. Oh, and no. then, and he's just got. Oh, he didn't know what to say. He didn't want to say that was actually what I've left. Oh. That, that, thanks for cleaning it up. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Pause for an edit point. Yeah, I think so. Just in case. <laughs> Uh, that, that might have to be a, a Patreon only uh, yeah, exclusive. <laughs> but you know, the thing was, is I actually told that story to the kids. Yes, yeah. Maybe months ago. And I told it like it was me. Like that's what I'd done, you know. Oh, I was yeah. just down and, and uh, this was me walking along. This lady came along and the kids were horrified. They thought it was a true story. <laughs> so it came to the other night, a yeah. couple of weeks ago. They had some friends over, all sitting around having pizza around the kitchen table. Right. Yeah. And April goes... I've got this story about what my dad did. And I was like, what, what story is this? And so she started to tell this story yeah. to all the kids at the table. I was like, no, that wasn't me. I made that up. It was not a true story. No, it was somebody else. <laughs> so that actually that totally put me in the poop, shall oh, we say? Oh, no. That, so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, so that was... Uh, that, that's my little story, mate. Yeah. That links in with it. What's going on? I don't know uh, if we can include it or not. Oh, gee, because it's well, yeah. On on air on air um production meeting um yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, what do anyway, you, you got anything to, for us, mate? I, I do. Yes, I've got some other stuff. So um, I also while I was going and having a little uh little look around the uh around the news um I found about this about a dog that was rescued after plunging eighty feet down a mine shaft in Wales. Wow. In Sedringdon. Eighty feet. What's eighty that? feet. Forty meters. Be pretty, yeah, what is 35? it about? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's still a decent, decent damn floor. A long way. A long way, yeah. yeah. So a dog was... A res- long drop. A long drop. A big, <laughs> a big, a big long drop. Big long stand. Yeah, yeah. Drop. <laughs> uh, but if he fell with a plop on the drop. Uh, the dog was rescued by firefighters in Cedrigenian... Sorry to any Wales listeners. Um, <laughs> after falling oh, 25 metres, here you go, 80 feet, 25 right. metres down a disused mine shaft. Dylan James, 36, uh, was walking the dog. The dog? 36? Oh, I think that the uh, Dylan James may have been the owner. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. Um, was uh, walking the dog late on Sunday afternoon when she chased a rabbit. This is the, 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 the dog and not the owner. Right. Chased a rabbit and disappeared <laughs> into a dense fern hedge. The nine-month-old Springador called Ruby ran through a hole in whoa, the whoa, fence. Whoa, Springador. Springador. What's that? It's a Spring, Spring Spaniel Labrador. Right. Springador. Do you get yeah. many of those? I've seen a couple. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The hairy, you know, just like they, they look like labs with, you know, sort of some Springer Spaniel-y sort of hair. So, yeah. yeah, not, yeah. not a lab span? No, lab span. No, no, no that's Springador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. A, 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 yeah, what is it? Springer, a, a, a labinger. A labringer. A labringer. Labringer. Lab span. <laughs> um, as she went in, all I heard was her yelping. So um, so when she fell down the down the hole. Um, he called the fire service who arrived about 8 p.m., but they could not abseil down in the dark to rescue the dog. So here's a picture of the um the 
Oh yeah. So it's got the little fence here, and then the so the fence is there, obviously trying to um, hide the um, hide the shaft. Yeah. But the yep. rabbit's gone running into the brambles there. So um so Mr. James stayed with her until two a.m. the next day, and then returned early that morning with specialist fire crews from um, the Mid and West Wales Fire and Rescue. There was no sound. We were worried she had died. The twenty strong team sent sent a camera down to check on the dog, who moved her head as soon as her name was called. Right. We were so happy. There were tears upon tears then. A firefighter was lowered into the shaft and rescued the dog who belonged to Mr. James's fiance. Right. So this is where the story gets going, right? So this is the guy's not only, you know, so he's taken the dog for a go. Can you take the dog for a walk, darling? Yeah, no problems at all. That's yeah. fine. And it's the fiance's dog who's gone down the shaft and he's thinking, oh, oh my goodness, oh, I'm, I'm in. in the- I'm deep in the... I'm deep deep in the uh, in the Stanley here, you know. <laughs> um, uh, Ruby was brought up in an animal rescue bag around 4 o'clock on Monday and reunited with her relieved owner. So it was a fair ordeal for her. Like, you know, so she was in there for, you know, just about 24 hours. Um, wow. The dog was taken to the vet with a small cut on her back leg but was otherwise unharmed. It was brilliant, Mr. James said, thanking the fire cues. They were all fantastic. The so there they crews. all are there, the fire crews. And the, That's and a, in that picture, mate, there's a lot of support staff there how many there's what there's about 30 people in that picture i reckon all to get yeah. the dog out of the shaft good on them well good you know, effort well, i guess you know wales is a lot is very green so maybe there's not that many fires to actually put out in wales so maybe st- saving dogs from shafts is you know <laughs> one of their main things and they do it very very well yeah well, obviously they've done a good job done a great job well, they've done, done 25 it. meters down good stuff guys it's uh yeah so i think it was um you know, yeah, we're very happy to get the fiance's dog back. I think there might have been a few uh, yeah. issues there. That would have been an a ex-fiance, uh, maybe yes. quite possibly often a deal breaker. That yeah, sort of gee whiz, sure, don't mate. lose a fiance. Don't don't lose the rings and don't lose the fiance's dog down a mine shaft. Yeah, well, speaking of losing dogs, yes, I've got an article here. Yeah, it's, oh, it's top shelf article, mate. Nice from uh, <coughs> straight from Unilad. Unilad. Unilad, yeah, Unilad website. Always a top shelf, mate. Top right. Shelf. Oh, yeah. High, high brow. Yeah. Wait till you hear this. Actually, this reminds me. This week, I think it's International Podcast Week. Is it really? This week. So, so I thought I'd bring some really quality, quality articles to the, to to the, the podcast. As Fantastic. well as my story that we've probably just dropped on the, on the, uh, on the editing <laughs> floor. So this is, woman wakes up after a night out to find she's stolen a dog. Right. <laughs> Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. Listen up, listeners. A girl woke up next to the most unusual guest in her bed last night, last month, following a drunken night out. Right. We all do silly things when we've had a little too much to drink. I remember getting absolutely plastered at my niece's christening. Right, and saying things to family members which I would never dream of if this, not under this the is, influence. This is still just building the, uh, you know, building the article. This is, is it? the article, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in some ways, I sympathise with the dog napper Tony, drunk dog napper Tony Robinson. Right. You've got some memories of, of being a little bit, you know, having a few drinks, mate. Wasn't there time you went to the toilet with the, the Smurf and the, the AFL footballer? That's correct, yes. yes. Yeah, so yeah. We've, got, we've got those memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a night out on the town, a hungover Tony woke up to someone else's pooch on her bed. Crikey. That's pooch. Pooch. With a ch. Ch. Yeah, ch. Yes. There. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of other sort of <laughs> stuff on things... It's one of those episodes, it isn't is it? It is one of those yeah. episodes, just in time for International Podcast Week. 
While the alarm bells would normally immediately ring, yes, this was the third time for her. No way! Yes. She's a serial dog, <laughs> dog napper. Now, I can't say I've ever woken up with an unknown dog in bed with me, mate. <laughs> no way! Yeah, that is that. insane! How's that? So, uh, then she goes on. Tony said, and I quote, We named the dog Violet. As we were drunk on Palmer Violet Gin at the time. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Is that how and they were too drunk that they couldn't actually read the dog's name tag. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It, well, hang on. How did Rosie get her name? Wasn't big on the rosé that night or something? My name. Oh, do, 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 do you want this? I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story of how we got her name. Is it, yeah. <laughs> Is it suitable? Oh, it's suitable. Oh, oh, definitely so suitable. Yeah, we need yeah, some yeah. suitable it's, stories. It's suitable. In this one. Yeah, it's, it's, really it's non-poo related. Yeah, right. We shared a bed with the dog, who we later found out was named Princess, right, and had a deep chat with it on our night out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing the good stuff, mate. I'm bringing the good God. stuff. We didn't even think about the owners. This is the third time I've kidnapped a dog without realizing. When I woke up, I realized what had happened when I heard the dog moving. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, the owners thankfully were fine with Tony's shenanigans and were so glad she was safe hands after escaping from their home. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing, mate? She was. But then, the, then they're trying to work out whether Tony also had taken their kids who were missing <laughs> that night as well. You know, oh, no, I only take dogs. That's fine. <laughs> it took a kidney. It's not, it's not weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not weird. weird. I only take not dogs. Not weird at all. Yeah, that's no. right. No. <laughs> the third time. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, mate. Uh, bring us back. You got, got something good? Yeah, yeah. So so talking about um, about finding things in, uh, uh, not so much finding dogs in strange places, finding strange things in dogs. Right. right Again, while yes. I was searching around, I found this uh, Gaz- Glasgow dog swallows eight-inch metal skewer. Whoa! Yeah, right. We got Eight an X right there. Look at that! Oh my goodness! How it's good a full is that? Of the mastiff. Yeah, that is um, ginormous. Like so a, a dog, like a shish kebab skewer, or exactly. A, yeah, kebab yeah. skewer. Yeah. So, wow. so a dog had to be operated on after it swallowed an eight-inch or twenty-centimeter metal skewer. They're good on the BBC because they've got it both in you know, yeah. in, you know imperial, imperial as metric. well as yeah. metric. Yeah. You know? I was um, thinking inches. I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the six-year-old female Sharpay called Hoshi had eaten the skewer along with the chicken kebab. Vets were shocked when they found the metal inside the dog when they took x-rays to investigate a lump in its side. Oh. Hoshi made a good recovery since the skewer was removed in an operation at the Roundhouse Veterinary Hospital. Roundhouse. Imagine that. Imagine having a vet clinic named after a karate kick. <laughs> Yeah, or a punch, or a punch. punch. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we were astounded when X-rays revealed that the swelling on Hoshi's abdomen was the point of a large metal skewer piercing her ribs, wow. which she had apparently swallowed at the barbecue. The dog spent two or three days recovering in hospital before heading home. So, how's that? So, so this dog's gone in trying because you can again see this lump uh, here that's amazing. poking out oh, through there. Yeah, of course. Right. So they've gone in thinking, right, well, this is probably going to be like a you know a, a tumor on a on a um, on a rib yeah, or something, or, like, or you know, just a grass seed or something, something like you know, weird. yeah, you know, and, and, and full skewer. Found a skewer sitting there, wow. so isn't that nuts? So I'm not sure whether or not I've told you about my patented way of trying to stop dogs from getting skewers at barbecues. No, right. patented. So love how's this? And so, patent pending or no? Not patent. This is this is this is um. What's the what's uh, this is Creative Commons? Right. This is oh, just how right. any, anyone can use it. 
Anyone right. can use yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Right? But if you if you credit it back to me, then yeah. I'd appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, credit Dr. Robbie Anderton, Super Vet. At, at Two Vets Talk Pets. That, that's as Anderton. Anderton Not with, with a T. Yes. <laughs> so, at two, vo- two, two Vets Talk Pets. Two Vets Talk so Pets. So I'll get, get a bit of a I'll, I'll give you half. A, thanks, mate. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of love. Oh, that's, that's all right. That's really sweet. That's all right. It's the least I could do. You're making me cry like in the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> which you should see. It's a great yeah, crime I'm, movie. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll watch The Notebook or I could just watch Avengers Infinity War again. You know, yeah, or ask Christina what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she generally falls asleep during movies, mate. Yeah, she's, right. yeah, yeah. Oh. she's good for remembering what's in the first act and then after that she's gone. Right, gone, sounds gone. like we went to see The Punisher at the uh, at the cinema and Deb went to sleep in the credits at the start. Oh, really? Right, it's like, Deb, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, sweetie, a bit quieter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Gee, have you got an elongated soft palate, Deb? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so your patent method. So, what? So you're at a barbecue, right? And yeah. you're having the the, the wooden skewers. Yeah. Dog dogs love because yes. they have had meat and stuff yeah. cooked on them, right? So, what is what most of the time uh, do you have at barbecues as well as when you're having meat and salads and stuff? Drunk uncle. What's the What's the drunk uncle got drunk on? Uh, oh, b- Bogan and Cokes Or or if he was, you know, drinking beer maybe Yeah, you know, beer, beer, yeah beer, beer, beer That was my second guess you're drunk, you know, So th- you're going to have plenty of those empties sitting around Do you know what fits really well into those? Skewers Oh, So what nice. you do, so you stick the skewer yep. into the empty beer bottle yep. or beer can yep. So then that way you know where they all are yep. The dog can't get can't to get them because it's them. stuck inside of, the, inside of the bottle Wow, or, or, or then what happens is the dog ends up with a beer can in its stomach that you have to take out later But the thing is it's much easier to take out a beer can <laughs> and it's not, or, or, the, or the beer bottle Because you, know, you can just <laughs> take, take them all out Just reach once. in and boop yeah, yeah, just pull it out Yeah <laughs> Not sure whether or not they've got an endoscope big enough to be able to yeah. Uh, yeah, get around that. You got chomp around no, the yeah, end of it. Oh, he swallowed a beer bottle. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a bit weird. You know? Yeah, but we'll get we'll get on the BBC with a uh, you know th- 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 a, a person with a sharp A thought they were doing the right thing after listening to the two vets talk pets podcast, <laughs> putting the skewers inside of a beer bottle. Then the dog swallowed the whole beer bottle. We never thought it would happen, yeah. said Doctor Robbie and Doctor Lewis of the yeah. two vets talk pets podcast. This is great, mate. I yeah. love it. <laughs> definitely get on uni lad, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe you not the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> But I, could, I never thought this would happen to me, but dot, yes, dot, dot. this is the third time. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, guys. When you're having a barbecue, stick the skewers inside of a beer bottle. Well, couldn't you just break the skewers? Just well, snap you, them? Well, you can. You can snap them, but then yeah. the dog could still take it. But if you snapped them into min- minuscule pieces. The dog could still have the min- minuscule pieces, but still break them and still stick them inside the beer bottle. Oh, right, double yeah. up. Yeah, just, like just, it. just stick it inside Good the stuff. beer bottle. So then that Love way you it. can just chuck the beer bottle out. Done. Love it. And you're welcome to use that, listeners. Creative Commons, welcome guys. To use that. it as you see fit. You got anything else that's been uh, tickling? Oh, we better keep moving, mate. I think all my stories are going up somewhere terrible. Yeah, all right. No problems. I'll make a disclaimer. Yep. All right, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification or if you are sick of poo stories. <laughs> what have you got, Lewis? Oh, no, now we're going to get flooded, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we continue on again. We're back at the ASAV conference. Yes. Who we got this week? Uh, this week we're talking to Pet Sure. Uh, one of the umbrella sort of pet insurance companies. Yes. Um, and we had a chat to Dr. Oliver Conradi. Conradi? Yep. Um, and from Petsure. Um, and then we also followed up with a chat with uh, Dr. Madeline Awad. Yep. Who had a, she had a very personal story about her health and her dog's health. 
Um, yep. And where she found pet insurance was really helpful sort of in, in her life. So so we'll start off with Oliver Conradi, then there'll be a short gap, and then and then move on into uh, Dr. Awad's uh, chat. Fantastic. Anyway, let's have a listen. Cool. Happy hour is just about over at the ASAV uh, 2018 Melbourne Conference. We're right next to the bar. So if you hear uh, lots of bottles and glasses chinking, it's not uh, Lewis heading up for a quick nightcap. We're uh, we're here at the, at the pet... It could be. Well, it could be, yeah. We're here at the Pet Shore stand. We're here with uh, Dr. Oliver Conradi. Uh, uh, how are you, Oliver? Yeah, going very well. Thanks there, Robbie. Yeah, Fantastic. having a great time here at the conference. Very good, very good. So uh, what can you tell our listeners about Pet Shore? What's Pet Shore? Okay, so for all of you that don't know, um, I guess PetShore is the um, administrator um, of the majority of pet insurance brands out there. Fantastic. Um, so all the different brands, 80% of the market. Um, so we do all the claims administration um, yeah, and right customer service functions there. Fantastic. And now what's happening with um, pet ownership in Australia? Is it is it going up? Yeah, so um, I guess at the moment, uh, the market, we've got about 5% of pets in Australia that are covered by right, um, pet okay. insurance. Yep. Um, so we definitely are seeing an increase um, yeah, in that yep. regard. Because uh, what sort of numbers do they have over in the UK as far as percentage of pets insured? Yeah, definitely. So they've got a bit more of a mature market. So yep. they're sitting around sort of 35 to 40%. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's kind of where we're aiming for. Yeah, um, righty-o. We know that pet insurance um, helps to provide um, cover and protection for those unexpected events. Yeah, um, so right. So that's really where we want to get towards. Uh, and uh, what sort of, you know, generally what sort of levels of pet insurance you're looking at with uh, that, that uh, you have access to for your pets? Yep. Um, so there's about three different levels of cover. Yep. Um, so there's a basic level of cover which covers um, accidents. Um, so hit by cars, fractures, uh, bite injuries, those sorts of things. So that's your um, sort of basic entry level cover. Entry level, yeah. Yep. Um, and then the next level of cover is um, illness cover. Yep. Um, so uh, endocrine disease, cardiac disease, um, all your illnesses yep. basically, pretty much everything. Um, and then the final level of cover is your routine care. So that's for things like uh, prescription foods, dentals, uh, vaccinations, health checks. Um, yeah, so they're the three different levels of cover that are available for all the different brands. Oh, fantastic. Well, obviously, as vets, we know that we can't recommend a particular level of cover yep. per yep. se um, to owners, you know, what, what they... Uh, what they should cover their pet for. Yep. Do you have any sort of recommendation as, you know, often owners say, well, which insurance should we use? You know, there's so many, there seems to be so many different, like the three tiers of cover. Yep. But then even then there's even more, you know, different brands and, and that yep. sort of thing. Is there anywhere you can send owners a resource that they can help them decide what sort of insurance they should put their pet on? Yeah, I guess it really is up to the um, owner yep. um, to find out what meets their individual needs, um, I guess financially um, yep. and specifically for the breed of dog that they have. Yep. Um, and just really recommending them to do their research, um, jump online and have a look at all the different brands out there yep. um, and what they're going to be covered for. Um, yep. Have a read through the product disclosure statements yep. and have a look at um, each, each of the different brands has a comparison of all the different levels of cover. Right. Um, so just to be informed uh, before kind of making that decision. Right. Um, and I guess as vets, uh, we can talk generally about pet insurance and that, yep. um, it provides that financial um, I guess, yeah, security uh, that you're going to be protected for those unexpected events. Um, yeah, so we yeah. can speak generally, uh, but we can't no. give specific kind of advice. There. Yeah, and you sort of you do mention breeds there, and obviously there are the re, you know some insurances do exclude certain breeds yep. for, for insurance. 
Um, and and what's the reason behind that? Why why are certain breeds excluded and you know and other um, breeds well, aren't? The, we don't have any um, breed specific um, kind of exclusions. Only right. um, the only breeds that we don't cover are breeds that are illegal uh, within Australia. Okay. Um, so yeah, we don't have any kind of breed specific exclusions right. there. Okay. Okay. And so. Uh, you know, there's no sort of illnesses with certain breeds that you don't won't cover or anything like that. That's all sort of all covered. Yeah, so it's pr- the main thing that we don't cover is pre-existing conditions. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to get your insurance in before yeah. the disease comes along. So we want the dogs and cats to be um, insured when they're puppies and kittens. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, to basically make sure um, that they don't have any pre-existing conditions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to be covered for all those things that happen uh, later on down the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that, that's certainly the advice that I give to people, and I imagine it's, it would be for you as well, Lewis. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah sure. Yeah, that um, if you're... You want to get the insurance done before there's a pre-existing condition because once it's there, it's there. It's not going to be covered. It's, it, yeah, yeah, and then it's not covered anymore. Exactly, yeah. and that's the whole thing about insurance is um, protecting uh, the unexpected. Yes. Um, and that's with any type of insurance, with your car insurance. Um, you can't get into a car accident and then take out the insurance and then that's going to be covered. Um, it's to cover those unexpected kind of costs. Yeah, I think that, that's a really important thing because a lot of clients come to us and and they have a condition diagnosed, it's got an ear infection or it's got a cruciate, a knee injury that's done. And a really common thing about you, Robbie, that I get is, oh, can I get insurance now? Mm. And, and like you said, you just can't take out insurance after the fact. On something that you're aware of. Yeah, and they're also, they're also cool, uh, not cooling off periods, but periods where... Uh, waiting periods. Yeah, waiting periods, that's it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so we've got um, a 30-day waiting period for most illness conditions. Right. Um, and then a six-month waiting period for cruciate ligament conditions. Right. Um, so that's why it's really important, as we've spoken about, to get your yeah, dogs and kittens... Um, yeah, covered as quickly as possible. All right, fantastic. All right, got any more questions, Robbie? Uh, no, I think that's about it. You know, it's, uh, so thanks a lot for talking to us today, guys. You know, yep. uh, it's, so, uh, yeah, if you're thinking about getting your pet insured, go and talk to your vet about it. You know, I think that's probably your best uh, your best bet, isn't it? You know, and while we can't talk, uh, while the vet can't recommend specific, you know, uh, specific, specific brands, specific brands, yeah, that's what, yeah, specific brands, um, levels of cover. They can talk to you about whether or not it's a good idea. Yeah, because we've all we've all seen. Oh, oh happy hour's over now. Oh, we didn't get our drinks in. Hang on, I thought they were going to say the bus is cancelled again. Oh, no, not not the bus again. Well, that's. We'll wait until that's done. Might be the party bus. The party bus, yeah. There might be a booze cruise like what they used to have for us at vet school. Yeah, jump out on the Yarra. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. So go and talk to your vet. About um, about whether or not they think insurance is a good idea. Or, or go online and check them all out. They're all online, and you can easily compare them online. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enter in because everything's there where you can enter in your pet's details and what yep, breed and all that sort of stuff, and then that'll give you an idea of what your uh, yeah the what what the what the premium's going to be. Exactly. Fantastic. And I guess I must say that certainly pet insurance does often make our jobs a lot easier as vets. Um, you know, the if a, if a pet is insured, it's nice to know that we can run some tests. Um, and that perhaps we're not as constrained by an owner's uh, fiscal constraints. Yeah, the financial constraints. Yeah, and th- th- exactly. That's one of the um, reasons why I um, started working at Petshaw. Yep. Um, is experiencing firsthand the financial constraints of um, clients. Yes. Um, and when you've got an animal that you know you can treat, but those treatment options aren't there. Yep. Um, so I guess that's why pet insurance is fantastic. It definitely removes those barriers um, and allows the best outcomes for our patients. Certainly, certainly agree with that. All right, fantastic. Thanks for chatting with us today, Dr. Oliver Conradi, and uh, and we'll, we'll see you around the conference Hello. after happy hour. Cheers. Thanks, Lewis. Thanks, Robbie. It's much appreciated. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.
Um, so following further from our, our pet uh, sure in, insurance chat, we've got uh, Magdalene Awad, who's uh, uh, featured in the, in the Woman's Weekly. You've got a bit of a story to tell us. I do have a story to tell you, yeah. Um, last year um, was a really interesting year for me. Yes. Um, I'm a veterinarian. I've been working for PetSure for uh, three years yes. now. And um, I'd never had pet insurance for my pets. I've got three dogs, three right. Kelpies, and um, they're happy and healthy. And well, well, I never thought I'd need it. Being yeah. a vet, you think you don't need it, of course. Exactly. Yes, and yes. Um, I'm a runner. Right. And, yes. Um, oh, sorry, Robbie. Robbie's yeah, lo- Robbie loves Robbie marathon too. Yeah, yeah, he loves marathons. So I'm I'm a runner, and um, one one night last year in early Feb, um, I um, went to bed after running, going to work, picking up my young children, and I had a massive seizure in bed. Well, and, you had um, a massive seizure. I did. Yeah, wow. and I was diagnosed with a really large you know, brain tumour about the size of an egg. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was very lucky. I went to hospital and it was benign. They took it out. Wow. The thing was, while I was recovering, my eight-year-old Kelpie, yes. um, Rex, who could run 50K on a farm, his, yeah. um, got really sick. And um, what had happened was we rushed him off to the specialist centre and he had a CT. He had a grass seed that he'd inhaled. Yes. Gone down into his into his lung, right. and it actually burst, and it caused a pyothorax. So oh, that wow. was there was pus in his chest. Pus in his chest. Wow. And he was in intensive. They took out his lung lobe, and he oh. was in intensive care for about five days, yes. six days. Yes. Um, recovered from that. Yeah. Right. And um, that not long cheap. after. It was cheap, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You know, you don't actually know the true cost of medical fees until you have to go through it yourself. That, that because is very true. We've got a great Medicare system that doesn't allow us as, as individuals to know what things cost. Yes. So yep. that was um, over $10,000 worth and oh, I was wow. insured. Yeah, and right. I felt, it felt amazing to be the, the client. Yes. Um, and to be able to make decisions about my dog without any sort of concern about what the cost was. Yeah, amazing. But interestingly, two months later, yeah. um, same dog, Rex, he um, started walking down the stairs really funny. And I thought, oh, there's something wrong here. Now, mind you, I can't drive at this time because I had a seizure. So sure. I said to my husband, look, there's something wrong with him. He said, let's just watch him. So um, over a two-day period, um, he progressively got worse and he couldn't even open his mouth to eat his food. Oh, wow. So we rushed him back off to the emergency centre, another CT, and he had a disc rupture in his neck. Oh, wow. So he went Million-dollar Kelpie. He went straight to surgery. He's, I could tell you, he's not a million dollars, but he could come close. Come closer, yeah. Wow. So, again, um, you know, here I am, a veterinarian who'd never had pet insurance because yep. I worked in a vet practice. But in both those situations, I would have had to refer that dog because of course. I wouldn't have been able to do those procedures. They're yep. specialist procedures. Yes. I don't have a CT scan. In fact, most general practice vets don't have CT scans. No, nope. So, I was very lucky I had pet insurance um, and I can't... Um, you know, promote pet insurance enough because my experience with it is that the vets were able to do what they needed to do. Yeah. I was able to allow them to do yeah. what they needed to do. Yep. And the outcome for my dog was he is 100% now and he will run 50Ks again on the farm That's and he has amazing. been doing that since Fantastic. he's had that surgery. That's so, awesome. So, you know, from a veterinary welfare perspective and from a pet welfare perspective and from a client welfare perspective, it's a win-win-win situation. And, yeah. and I think that's what pet insurance does. It takes the, it takes the, um, the finances out of making decisions 
and it puts the welfare decisions at the forefront of making the decisions about your pet. And I and I do truly believe in it. And yep. um, working for PetSure and seeing the difference that we make every single day um, makes me very proud to work for a company that promotes good welfare. Right. Well, that's that's a good plug if I've ever heard one. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. And uh, and are you back on the road running yourself now, Magdalene? Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Um, it's funny. Um, I'm one of those people that really, um, you know, I, I'm very healthy and stuff. And just like you, you know, you're running. Um, I couldn't yeah, wait to get running. That's the only part of me that's healthy, yeah. though. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's it. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, well, when the doctor said I could run, I think my husband said I ran out of this the office. And, um, <laughs> yeah, nice so, one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, it's good to see you back on your up on your feet. I mean, what Thank a you. what a yeah. And this year's been better. This year's been a lot better. Good. Um, yeah, everything's just according to plan. Just, yeah, can we just touch um, wood? knock on wood no, because wood I've got three way. dogs, so yeah. I, you know I don't. Three want dogs. To you've got your kids and all that yeah. sort of stuff. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, a nice banal vanilla yes. year would be quite nice. A vanilla for you. year would be very good. Fantastic. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you very much, Magdalene Owen from uh, from Petua. Thanks for sharing your story with us. No problem. Thank you. Alrighty, so how about that, eh? Um, what a story, isn't that? Isn't that nuts? You know, you just when you least expect it, you know. I mean, bad stuff can happen. So you know, it's. Um, I, mean, I think there's certainly there's certainly benefits to pet insurance. That's for sure. You know, um, but it's one of those things where uh, I guess you've just got to look at it. You know, from a budget point of view, and you got to look at it yeah. and go right. You know, find the one that's going to work for you. Find yeah. the right policy. Also, have a talk to your vet about um, whether or not pet insurance would be a good idea for you. Because you know, if your pet's got pre-existing conditions, then they may be things that the that you may not be able to get covered. But um, you know, your your pet uh, your, your vet can't give you advice on the different products or on the different companies because we're vets, we're not financial yeah. advisor and therefore we're legally yes. obligated not yeah. to talk about financial products. Yeah, they talked about that too, yeah. Yeah, but yep. certainly we can talk to talk to the owners about, you know, well, what potential conditions, yeah. you know, could you be um, yeah. could you be covered for? Yeah, certainly something worth looking into, I think, pet insurance for Absolutely. anybody. See if you can afford it and, and then uh, sort of... Um, you know, decide on the on the level of policy, like you said, and and uh, and, uh, and and there's a lot of insurance policies out there, and, and go and have a look and find one that, that's suitable for you. I guess the thing I like to say is is insurance, in my sort of opinion, and I don't think I'm giving advice here, but be looking at insurance. Po- I'd be, oh no, actually, I'll probably that would be giving advice. No, we'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, okay, on to the next thing. So, interestingly, then talking about insurance, so I had a case during the week of a dog that had eaten rat bait. Right. Yeah. So, okay. um, and uh, which was lucky for this owner because um, it's actually, you know, it's a, quite a big dog. Um, and and while the dog hasn't, uh, we'll, we'll run through because I wanted to talk about rat bait. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, oh, we'll tell you, we'll talk about rat bait, and then we'll talk about how it's worked for this owner yeah. in yeah, a sure. so, yeah. so rat bait yeah, yeah. We've, had, we've had a few people come in um, we've actually had yeah three cases in the last three months of dogs that have had rat bait or, right. um, that have had you know, ver- various sort of presenting clinical signs yeah. two, two of them that were um, just we've seen the dog eat rat bait and um, and we need to get it checked out yeah we've uh, made a vomit and that sort of stuff and one that was actually bleeding that was right. clinically wow. uh, clinically having issues yeah, okay. so yeah, we've seen a few recent ones here yeah, that they've eaten and the rat bait must be that time of baiting, you know, maybe it's that time of 
a year. Yeah, um, and yeah. Certainly made them vomit, and they but that often or we'll go into it, but we put them on precautionary stuff anyway. For so, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how does it work, mate? So vitamin, so rat bait. So a lot of people think with rat bait that it's going to cause you know seizures or you know yeah. gut upsets Instant and things. effects. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not the way that rat bait works. Yes. So what? So what rat bait is? It's it's a got what's called a vitamin K antagonist. Yep. So what vitamin K is? It's obviously a vitamin, but it is vitally important in the production of certain clotting factors. Yep. Um, of four clotting factors. So um, two, seven, nine, and ten. You remember good old Bruce Parry oh, talking about? No, mate. No. You know, you, you forgot about that? No. no so, you, tell me. So oh, Deb, Deb would be able to give you the run through oh, on this. Deb you know? know it for um, sure. So, that's so, why so I the don't way know we all. It. So the way. <laughs> I'm going to gloss over it. Yeah. Um. So the um. They always uh, they taught us in vet school because in, in Melbourne um, we're always uh, yeah, what what are the TV stations we had we had two seven nine and ten ah. so they were they the clotting factors that require vitamin K for to, to be produced in the liver channel um, thirty one that's channel thirty one channel twenty eight no yeah SBS nobody nobody watched those nobody watched well, that's, that. what Bruce, wasn't that's what Bruce Perry said. Channel Thirty One probably wasn't around, was it? Oh no, Channel Thirty One it, it was around. Yeah, oh, Channel okay. Thirty One was right there. Yeah, yeah, and SBS was on too. Yeah, you know? SBS yeah, was yeah. on. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Always had the Friday night movies that you probably would have watched. <laughs> no, no, what, no, what no idea. About, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this podcast go even worse. Yeah. Um. So, so the way that the that the uh, rat bait works. So the so the rat eats the poison. The poison gets into the into the rat's liver because it's highly absorbed, and the and unfortunately the pellets are very palatable. They're very tasty to make the rats want to eat them. So the poison gets into the rat's liver, and what it does is it stops the enzyme that is used that's required for producing these clotting factors. Yep. So what that means is that. All the other clotting factors, of which there's, you know, another dozen that float around, but because these four can get blocked, it means that the clotting cascade that your body uses in order to try and stop bleeding doesn't work. So when you when you cut yourself, um, you have what's called the primary hemostatic plug, which is little platelets. So they're tiny, tiny little cells that just work like they just suck in and they attach onto the onto the wall of the blood vessel. And then after that, you get a big net of clotting factors that form over it um, and form fibrin. And that's the thing that holds the plug on there um, and stops the bleeding long enough until the blood vessel can get closed over. So the rat bait stops the production of the clotting factors, which then means that you can't form that second um, that second uh, plug over the blood vessel, which means that you get bleeding. So that's the clinical signs that we see. That's how the rats die. The rats die because they bleed out. Yeah. Um, and so that's... That's why, as you were saying, it's not an instant kill. It's not like you um, take the poison and then you start seizuring, like what you'll see with snail baits. Yeah. Um, it's one that takes time to start to see the effects of it. Yeah, that's right. It's not like a cyanide sort of thing in the movies where you just drop off the perch. No, that's exactly away. right. It yeah, takes yeah. A little while. So with the bleeding, mate, where where's the bleeding occur? What sort of signs we're looking at? So it's it's uh, so it. it Either you'll see the bleeding, you know, yeah. so, so oh, e- yep. either you point. see it Good because 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 blood's coming out and, yeah. it, and it shouldn't be coming yeah. out, and it doesn't stop, you yes. know. Yes. So 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 if you've got bleeding that's coming out, it doesn't stop. You know, something's not right. Blood in the wee, blood in the poo, black tarry poo, or 
pale gums because if your dog's bleeding internally, so you might be bleeding into the chest, bleeding into the sac around yep. the heart, or bleeding into the abdomen. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other things that can obviously cause anemia too, but we're not going to, but it's just that thing where we go, right, well, if you're not able to stop yourself from bleeding, then that's where it's going. And dogs that have, um, and cats that get rat bait um, toxicity, they can also bleed into joints and yes. bleed into muscle as well. Yeah. So And sometimes nosebleeds as well. Nosebleeds so too, yes. Yeah, I gum, forgot about that one. Gums bleeding, yes. um, eating a bone, the gums bleeding just won't stop and bleeding. And it just, just keeps on going and going and yeah. going. Yeah. So, um, so what we do, so if we've, um, so as you're saying, if a dog's got into rat bait, if we know it's got into rat bait, you try and make it vomit as quickly as you yes. can. Yep. Get it all out, and then you, um, uh, often then try and give them activated charcoal and things like that to try and absorb and try and stop any more from getting absorbed. Um, but if you've got a dog that is that you know has eaten it previously or that you go, gee, was this dog ate a fair bit and I just need to check and make sure, there is a blood test that you can do yep. that tests for clotting times. Right. And so what that clotting time is doing is that clotting time, there's, so there's two, there's the um, PTT and AP um, uh, and what you're, uh, sorry, PT and APTT. Um, so yep. what you're looking for is you're looking for prolonging of that clotting time, which means that those clotting factors aren't there. You know, mm -hmm. So if the clotting factors aren't there, you know that this dog is going to be at risk of bleeding and you need to start treating this dog with the medication, with the you know the stuff to try and uh, help it to try and start producing its own uh, clotting factors again. Yeah, so, and it's not testing you can do sort of uh, the, the dog comes in and it's eating the rat sack yeah. you know, that day. You make them vomit. You can't do that blood test necessarily on that day, can you, and say... Yes, it's affected, or no, it's not. You might need to wait a small period of You've time. You've got to wait a little while because the dog's already got the clotting factors already in their blood before they ate the toxin. Yes. Um, and so, and it also, um, yeah, so if you were to do it straight away, then you're going to have give yourself a false sense of security. You're yes. going, oh, yes, everything's fine. Yes. So you do have to wait a little while. So, so usually it's sort of a couple of days, you know, you yeah, get them in and test right. it. Yep. Um, and uh, and if, obviously... If, if you're not going to treat, you've decided, you know, we want to wait and see. Correct. Maybe we don't want to go down treatment path, which yep. is fine. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we do that blood test. And then if the blood test was abnormal... Yes. Then we would say, all right, we need to go on treatment. Absolutely. Um, maybe if the blood test was normal, we might even do a repeat blood test a few days in advance or, you know, just yep. to check that, yes, we are okay. So it is sort of a process. It's not just vomit and get rid of the, the rat bait. There is a bit of a follow-up process that needs to be done to make sure your dog is okay. Okay. Exactly, because the consequences of them not being okay is potentially disaster. Pretty dire, yes. Yeah. So if you've got a dog that can't stop bleeding and it is getting, becoming anemic, then those are dogs that often then need to be given plasma. So plasma is then going to replace some of those clotting factors until the dog can start producing its own and sometimes needing red blood cells as well. So giving them red blood cells to keep them alive yep. um, until their own bone marrow can start to produce their own red blood cells. So for the sake of repeating a blood test you know, in another sort of five to seven days, while, yes, it, you're going to have to pay for another lot of blood tests, that's going to be a damn sight cheaper than going to the emergency oh. centre and getting two units of blood and a, and a unit of plasma, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the treatment-wise, so how do we treat? So, obviously, if, you, if your dog's bleeding, you've got to go to the emergency centre and get some blood products yep, because you yep. need to try and plug the holes and try and fill the bucket it back up again. replace those clotting factors immediately, don't you? Exactly, yeah. Um, for a dog, so the um, the dog that we, one of the dogs that we saw recently was one where yeah, it was made to vomit and it looked like it bought it all up and we tested it then a the few days later, prolonged clotting times. Right. So, that dog has now gone on to vitamin K supplements. Okay. So, what we do in order to treat these... 
So when the um, when the poison binds to the enzyme, that is a permanent binding. That yep. You can't replace that. So what we need to do is we need to bombard that dog with vit- more vitamin K so that then the dog can produce new enzymes in order to try and start producing new clotting factors. Right. Yep. So, so the treatment for these dogs is using vitamin K. Uh, and unfortunately, vitamin K is not cheap, oh, particularly for a large breed dog. Yes. So that's why for this dog, it actually worked quite well because the owner was insured. insured so that right. meant that then the $500 worth of vitamin K that this dog's going to be on for four weeks is then you know, going to be paid for for the uh, by the insurance. Well, you know, a large percentage of it, depending on what their um, their policy is. And that's a perfect by the use, isn't it, for, for insurance? You know, it's an exactly. accident or something's happened. It's just Consultation, perfect. the blood test. And then once you, you then repeat the blood test again. So once the medication's finished, you then need to check and make sure that you're clotting then okay. Yes. So 48 hours or 72 hours after you finish the medications, you repeat the blood you, test you again. You retest again. Absolutely. And it's often a long course, isn't it? depends on which sort of rat sack or mice bait, that mouse bait that they've eaten. Exactly, yeah. Um, which you know generation it is. Yeah. You know, some of them are more potent than other ones. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if your dog has eaten some rat sack or, or you know... Um, something like that it is good if you can bring in the box absolutely you know, yes. with the active ingredient or a photo of the box so we can then sort of do our research and go yes you need to be on the vitamin k for six weeks yeah or you need to be on it for four weeks or eight weeks which whichever it is depending on what what we've actually which eaten. the type is yeah, that's in there yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. No, good stuff mate fantastic and uh, and and generally prognosis is great as long as you don't bleed out. As long as you treat. As yeah. long as you treat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, and and so you just got to be really careful with the rat baits, you know. And um, and there's also um, I don't know if you remember, there's that um, there's a, a bit of a syndrome where dogs that if they um, if they eat the rats that have had rat bait, that then that's a way that they can actually pick up the um, pick up the poison as well. But it can be a lot more insidious in, right. its, in its onset. So okay. um, which is which is a bit bit weird. And I think with those ones, sometimes you can actually get clinical signs with even you know a small smaller amounts of the toxin so um so if you if you are using rat bait use your use your brains you know don't don't have it anywhere where your dogs can get to it but still keep in mind that if your dog's having any sorts of bleeding problems or something that even if your dog can't get to the rat bait there still could be a chance that your dog's got into the you know got to a rat or multiple rats even if it's your neighbors or something like that because we had a i was cleaning up the back um yard uh earlier this year and I was cleaning away from stuff from around the back fence, and I found a little, um, a little cube of chewed up rat bait. Right, right. And this is where Rosie's just running around. Wow. So I've picked it. I go, holy crap! You know, there's not one that I've put there. So I've chucked it in the bin. Cleaned up a bit more, found another three. <gasps> Clean up a bit more, found another two. So someone's baited the rats oh. and the rats, because I've found the nest. So do you know what a rat's nest looks like? No. So here we go. So rat's nest. So if you ever find a, a little thing where there's like lots of ripped up bits of plastic bags and yeah. things like that, it's generally a rat's nest right. that, that's, that's there. That's how so, they make so, a nest, So yeah. found the rat nest and they pulled in all the um, all the, the rat bait from there. So it was just lucky that I had the other stuff there so that I could clean out. Otherwise... Rosie would have eaten it. She would have eaten it in no time flat, and I would have had no idea. Yeah, so you're on good terms with your neighbours, mate. The, you know, I reckon they'll lobber them over the fence. Maybe? Uh, yeah, no, no. I'll tell. They, Shout they, out to Robbie's neighbours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, listening. I'll, I'll, that, that'll be another story for the cutting room floor, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Cool. Now, so, I what do you talk, got, mate? I want to talk a little bit about um, food allergies in dogs. Yes. Causing allergic skin disease. Yes. 
Um, now the adverse cutaneous food reaction. Wow, how's that? Robbie brings Boom. it again. That's excellent. So basically, this is essentially dogs that get itchy yep. because of the food that they're eating. Now it's, it can be really hard for us as vets. Often uh, owners come in and they've got a dog that's itchy and it's itchy in certain parts of the body. Maybe it's itching un, you know, under its arms, maybe yeah. on its belly. And they, you know, and you sort of, you know, you're thinking, why is it itching? Yeah. Um, and, and it's really hard for us to tell. Yeah. We can't just look at a dog and go, oh, where that itching is occurring, that's caused by um, by food allergy. Yes. Yep. You know, there is another condition called atopy. Yep. Which causes exactly the same symptoms, itching. Um, you know, and it can be the same. Sort All of in it. the same spots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you get a food allergy and therefore your left front foot starts to, you know, have a problem or that you get a heart-shaped, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> lesion lesion around your belly button, you know. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Which would be great. That would be cool. Or would it be awesome? Yeah. yeah that'd and, be great. and cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. Your dog's got a food allergy. It looks like it's got a little heart on its belly shape. button. That's the food allergy heart. Oh, oh isn't, isn't that, that great? Yeah. Yes. So uh, Not that simple. Yeah, no. No, right. nothing ever is. No, no, not in vet. No, it's not. <laughs> so the um, currently, obviously, as well, there's no blood test that we have available that um, that can help identify. You know, if you've got a food out, your dog's Correct. got a food allergy causing yep. allergic um, skin disease, and then also some of these dogs. Uh, no, 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 no blood tests that are. You know, um, so I think there are blood tests that, that can test for them, but it's there's debate as to how good they are. No, not for food allergies. Yeah, it's, no, they don't have the food ones. Right, there okay. Atopy, but not for food allergies. Oh, good. Because I think I think they used to be, and I think yeah. it was always a bit dubious no, on no, how no it good. No, no, definitely, definitely no good now. Yes, yeah, good. We don't don't recommend certainly as far as food allergy goes. Yeah, there isn't a blood test where you can say, oh, your dog's allergic to chicken. Or yeah, you know, doesn't it happen. Might be. No. So and, and and as well, these dogs that are itching often they have complications where they get a secondary infection, yep. so a bacterial infection or a yeast infection. Yeah, that's why you know even though what we're talking about today is something that that you can do at home, certainly. Yep. It's often good to get to your vet first. Yes. And have them check your, your dog out because if they've got a secondary infection, yes, no amount of a food trial or changing onto different diets will um. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cure that problem because they'll still be itchy from that bacterial or, or, or yeast infection. One of the things I say to clients is that itch is allergy plus infection. Yep. So, so if you've got infection, then you will have itch. So you might be able to do wonderful things for the allergy and that's great. But if you've got any infection there, your itch ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So the, for diagnosing this, we usually recommend actually going on an eight week food trial yes um and and the idea of that is that you are exclusively on one particular type of food yep for that whole eight week period now the the food that we usually that we we like to go on is is actually a novel protein yes that your dog's never eaten before yeah yeah so that's what you mean by novel isn't it so it's novel in that the immune system's never going to have seen it isn't going to have had a chance of seeing it and reacting to it previously exactly and i mean a lot of owners say well can i do a home cooked diet yeah and that's certainly a possibility um but it can be very difficult to do yeah and it can be hard to get the dietary balance correct yeah and you know if there might be dietary deficiencies I don't know about you, mate, but the big food I really like at the moment is the Prime 100 Foods. Yes, yep. Who are sponsors of the podcast, yes. of course. Um, but 
we we're a big fan of them. Yep. The big one that we tend to use is the crocodile and tapioca. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, that's a you know very few dogs out there have eaten crocodile before. Yes. And the tapioca as well is also a novel um, grain. I guess yep. you'd call no, it. No, novel carb carbohydrate yep. no, novel, source. Exactly. Novel novel carbohydrate. So, um, what what we say to owners is you need to go on the crocodile and tapioca diet for eight weeks. Yep. Um, and and. After about, they say after about three weeks, about 50% of dogs will show a marked improvement yeah. or resolution. After five weeks, it's 85%. And then after eight weeks, 95% of dogs, if they've got a food allergy yeah. causing skin disease, um, they'll get a marked improvement or, or resolution. Um, and then, look, there's a few sort of thoughts. And, and going on with that, it's an exclusive diet. So you're on that food, the, the crocodile food, exclusively. And nothing else. That's you can't right. have any other exactly. animal protein. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, well, nothing nothing else. You know, like so there's no treats. Yep. There's no raw hides. Um, you, you can't give them table scraps. You yeah. can't let them lick the, the plate clean after yes. dinner if, if yeah, that's yeah. What, what, you, what you do. And also tablets. You'll be really careful with tablets. Yes. So, some of the uh, the wormers are beef flavored. Yeah. Um, even if you're using toothpaste, you're brushing your dog's teeth. That can yep. be beef flavored as well. So really important that it is an exclusive diet, and it needs to be strict adherence for for that for that eight eight week period. Yeah. So uh, you know, then generally after the eight weeks, the skin specialist will say to you, "Oh, you need to rechallenge." Yes. You know? Yeah. They'll say, "Oh, you know, you, you got to give it some some chicken." You know? Yep. Been on the crocodile and tapioca for for the eight weeks. Now you need to give them a little bit of chicken and see if they become itchy. Well, that's that's your confirmation, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Because I guess the the, the hard thing sometimes because we don't see the the differentiation between the atopy and the food allergy. It could just be that whatever the pollens and and things were, or whatever the allergens were that were causing the atopy may have then gone just at, disappeared at, yep. at the same time as when you're doing the food trial and you go, Whoa, it's a food allergy. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so doing the, tr the, the food challenge is then the way of then once they start itching again, then you go, yeah, right. It's a food, it's a food trial, yeah, exactly. oh, a, a food reaction. And I think I get a lot of owners that they've been on the, the, the diet for the eight weeks. Yeah. And, and they the go, dog improves and they go, they go brilliant. Yeah, exactly. They go, What's the point? Yeah. I'm just going to feed this food long term. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Maybe we can change onto the salmon and tapioca or something that's a still a novel diet. Yeah. Yeah. Give some variety for the for the dog. But they can then stay on these diets sort of sort of long term. Yeah. So, sort of long term as well. And I mean, obviously, there are other commercial diets, uh, diets available. Yes. Yep. Unfortunately, they don't sponsor the podcast. So I'm not going to mention, <laughs> mate. Um, the hydrolyzed protein diets, yes, yep. where the, the foods are, are broken down to to amino acids, so that they're not you know, much smaller proteins. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, um, and and then they don't cause the itch and the allergy. But you know, obviously, have a chat to your vet about those ones. And some of those are available from from your vet as well. Yeah. Alrighty, so uh, look, I think that covers it pretty well, mate. Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's all good. I mean, because the, the one thing that. Um, you know, people go, oh, hang on, but my dog's been on the same food all the time. It can't be a food yes. allergy, you know? Yes. Um, and um, and uh, uh, a friend of the show, Danny Houlihan, who was doing a, a webinar the other day. Yep. Um, uh, she's a dermatologist. Yeah, and talking about yep. Yeah, talking about um, uh, 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 allergies and food food reactions and things like that. Um, and she was saying that it seems a lot of dogs that have food allergies seem to develop them young in their, um, you know, when they're younger right. as well. Yes. Um, and... Uh, you know, one of the things that, um, so 
all that happens when you have a food allergy is that your immune system has decided that this protein that we're seeing is something that is abnormal. So we're going to react to it. We're going to produce antibodies against it. We're going to produce an inflammatory response against it, which then leads to the uh, the, the release of the histamines, yeah, the, the antibodies around the body, which then causes the itch. Yep. So with the dogs that have allergies, what I say to people, you know, the dogs are looking for the big proteins. That's what their that's what their bodies are looking for, and it's there's often a, an issue in the the lining of the dog's bowel that those proteins are getting presented in a way that they normally shouldn't do. So you're getting seeing these proteins before they're getting broke, broken down, and the body goes, "Oh, hang on, well, I don't know what this is, so I'm going to create a reaction against it." The way the beautiful way that these novel protein diets work is the fact that it's not looking for that protein. It's like you know, you're it, it's still got the protein there because your body needs protein to be able yep. to survive, but it's coming in wearing a disguise. It's a completely different protein that you're not recognizing. So yep. that's the way the novel proteins work. But it means that if you were to feed another protein, um, so say you've got a dog that's got a food allergy and you, you gave it some chicken when it was younger, well, potentially it's got antibodies against that chicken. So you know things like you go, oh, I'm going to do an a, a exclusion diet with chicken or with beef or with lamb well, if those are all diets that the dogs had before it's already going to have seen it you know um uh, and that's where the, the prime 100 diets work well because they are those single protein diets so there's not that mixing of different proteins yeah. they've got it that if it's kangaroo it's kangaroo you know if it's lamb it's lamb if it's if it's salmon it's salmon it's just flat across the you know there's that only one protein well that's the thing is that most most foods that you would buy from your pet shop or your supermarket you know they might say oh it's it's casserole beef or yeah. you know um you know it's it's chicken stir fry i don't know what you yeah think. yeah <laughs> a, a chicken yes. chicken tikka masala yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it might say. Nice Rogan Josh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it says, you know. Um, but even though it says it's beef casserole, it's still highly likely that it's going to have other proteins from other animals in there. Absolutely. They're, because it's all on the same conveyor belt, the same factory. Yeah. That's one reason. The other reason is often they might say it's beef, but it might be, you know, uh, you know, 50% beef, but there's 5% of chicken or yes. there's something else that they pulled in there as well, just as, as, um, as an extra. So even despite what it says, you know, on, on a lot of those foods that you get from the supermarket, you might say, oh, all right, we've been on the beef casserole. Now we'll go on the, 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 uh, the, the chicken tender Yes, um, it'll be fine. It'll but, be great. Yeah, but it's 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 not really because we've probably already been exposed to those chicken proteins. Yeah, and like you said, the Prime One Hundred diets, they're the single protein diets, um, and and just fantastic. It means you don't have to have the mess of doing your home cooked diet, sourcing the kangaroos, such a pain in the bum, sourcing your crocodile yourself. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> going out and fishing, fishing in the Yarra and looking for that crocodile. Where's, here, crocodile, yeah. crocodile, crocodile, crocodile. <laughs> there don't seem to be many around Melbourne. No, no. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, good stuff. Excellent. Well done. Um, So, uh, I think that's it. And, you know, yeah. We're saying about Prime 100, they're Australian owned. Yes, you know, they're, Melbourne um, based. Melbourne based. The the crocodile is farmed crocodile as well. Yeah, we found out uh, last week. So yeah. you know, so yep. it's you know a, a sustainable uh, way that it's produced. Yeah, so. they're not going the dane tree and just fishing them out, are they, mate? <laughs> Sticking their dingling their fingers in there and pulling them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like in Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, hey? just, <laughs> just standing next to the creek bed in, wow. in your swimwear. Wow. Yeah, in yeah, your undies, <laughs> your swimwear. Yeah. All righty. All right, mate. I think that's about a wrap. We got any mailbag today? Uh, I don't. I don't believe we have any mailbag. You guys, 
Oh, you, some, you, you I, think I think we're running a bit short cool. on time. Oh, we'll, so. do it, we'll, do it, uh, we'll do it next week. Yeah, excellent. Fantastic. Alrighty, guys. So, look, obviously, we, uh, hit us up on all the social medias, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, send us an a, a email, uh, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Ask us any questions. If you've got um, anything that you, you want us to answer, please please feel free to ask any questions. Um, and, of course, we're on the Patreon. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, throw us a couple of dollars. Yeah, if you, if you feel like it. And, and uh, don't forget, you can... Um, uh, Tell your friends about us. Take a screenshot of where you're telling you telling us uh, telling your friends. We'll send you out a sticker. Put your sticker on your car. Put your sticker on your dog. Whatever. Put your sticker on your poo bag holder. Yeah, that's That'd right. Be great. Yeah, put a sticker next to the photo <laughs> of the dog doing a poo. We'll send one to this guy. <laughs> yes. How good's that? Yeah, we'll send we'll send him a little sticker. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we'll see if we can find him. A, yeah, we'll send him a sticker on a little thing, and so he can just stick it there because obviously people walk their dogs yeah. up and down there. Hey, great publicity, That'd mate. That'd be great. Yeah, fantastic. And then we could get a t-shirt made. Of him holding the sticker, the lady <laughs> pulling it. So oh, hang on, that's not going to work. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See you later, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist. And more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.